This summer has brought about two events that had me thinking about radical acceptance. One is that kids are not in school and need structure and activities to replace their school. And two, community-supported agriculture. This year, I joined a CSA and have found it fascinating and humbling. Essentially, I'm learning mostly with the light that you get what you get from the garden, and it allows you to appreciate the seasonal limitations of regional foods. For example, I have wished that I could have gotten fresh corn over the 4th of July, and it didn't happen because it wasn't ready. However, this week, I did get it. I feel like it's teaching me to have some fluidity and it allows me to see that I don't need to be so attached to the outcome, right? As I know I will find a recipe or to eat whatever vegetables come. The summer school activity scheduling is harder to grapple with as at times I'm driving and dropping off about six times a day, like one way. At the same time, I value the experiences that my child is gaining at these activities, so I accept this reality. And then I ask others for help. Okay, in today's episode, we'll be discussing radical acceptance. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Talking Your Way to Change. This is your host, Sand Banker. Today, I want to talk about radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is a practice that has its roots in Buddhism, but has been most propagated by Marsha Linehan in DBT, or what is known as dialectical behavioral therapy. Radical acceptance refers to a healthier way of thinking during times of stress, when instead of focusing on what we wish would happen or want something to be different, We recognize and accept the problem or the situation as it is. Sometimes you just get in a situation that seems impossible to solve or it feels impossible for you to withstand, like the pandemic um, or maybe learning that your spouse has had an affair or maybe you didn't get that job that you interviewed for. The practice of radical acceptance means that you completely, radically, with your mind, body, and heart, accept your circumstance in that moment. It doesn't mean that you don't work to change your future reality, but in the moment, you accept reality as it is. You essentially accept life on life's terms. Why? Well, what we believe to be true, and this comes from Buddhism, and psychological research is that when we are suffering and we have a setback or some distress, if we not only have that kind of bad thing happening, but we're also struggling with the fact that it is happening, we're just creating more and more layers of distress and often more anxiety, more anger, more depression. And the fact of the matter is that just sometimes circumstances are outside of our control and that the less you try to control it, the more space and energy you have to use towards coping with it and healing. So here are some mantras that um, I like in terms of this practice. Sometimes I'll say, uh, yeah, this is how it is now, or so it goes. Or this is how it is to be blank. This is how it is to be sad. This is how it is to be rejected. Oh, yes, this is what jealousy feels like. 
Um, another um, mantra could be, I can't go back in time. I can't control the past. It's already done and gone. Right now, everything is as it should be based on past events. Now, here's the dialectical part of radical acceptance. With all that said and done, that we've accepted what's happened, it doesn't mean that we don't work towards changing things. It doesn't mean that things don't change all the time, right? The possibility of change is always there. Nothing stays the same. So Marsha Linehan, I'm going to give you her words, and so this is to her credit. What is radical acceptance? Well, she says radical means all the way, complete and total. It's accepting your mind, your heart, and your body. It's when you stop fighting reality. You stop throwing tantrums because reality is not the way that you want it. And you let go of bitterness. What has to be accepted? Reality is as it is. The facts about the past and the present are the facts, even if you don't like them. There are limitations on the future for everyone but only realistic limitations need to be accepted. Number three she has in this category of acceptance is everything has a cause, including events and situations that cause you pain and suffering. And despite all of that, life can be worth living even with painful events in it. So she says, why should we accept reality? One, rejecting reality does not change reality. Two, changing reality requires first accepting reality. That's what I love. I love that one. Changing reality requires first accepting reality. Three, pain can't be avoided. It's nature's way of signaling that something is wrong. Four, rejecting reality turns pain into suffering. Five, refusing to accept reality can keep you stuck in unhappiness, bitterness, anger, sadness, shame, or other painful emotions. Acceptance may lead to sadness, but generally a deep calmness usually follows. And seven, the path out of hell is through misery. By refusing to accept the misery that is part of climbing out of hell, you just fall back into hell. Radical acceptance is a practice that is one of the first steps involved in learning how to manage and tolerate distress. So we don't stop there. After this radical acceptance and we're sort of accepting what's happening to us in the moment, then we can also start reaching for other skills on how to perhaps maybe soothe ourselves, maybe change our environment, change the moment. So there are many other skills to utilize, but radical acceptance is a practice that generally is kind of like that first step. It doesn't mean you have to like or condone what happened to you, but that there's a way that you have to accept, yes, this is, I am having this moment of suffering. Okay, until next time, this is Dr. Binker. Thanks for joining us this week on Talking Your Way to Change. You can also visit our Facebook page. You can subscribe to the show on Anchor or iTunes so that you never miss an episode.
If you found value in this show, we would appreciate a ratings on iTunes, or you could just simply tell a friend. I need to alert everyone that this podcast is not meant as a substitution for mental health treatment. So although the podcast deals with psychotherapy, this is not your psychotherapy. Okay, thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker.